everybody. Welcome to episode 168 of Marriage on Horses. I got shot all in my mustache there. Um, we usually do a drink with, the, or we always do a drink with our episodes, and we started this one off since this one's going to air in October. We had to start off with a Captain Morgan Jacko Blast shot. Yeah, Jacko Blast. <clears throat> yeah. They've got the Cannon Blast. They got the coconut one. Yeah. The, the what is the Loconut? Loconut. Yeah. And they got the Jacko Blast. Mm-hmm. And they have the watermelon. Remember the watermelon one? I don't remember how the watermelon. I don't. Kind of re- started as like an inside joke between Trent and me, where we would always bring one of those. I know stupid things to somebody's party. I don't remember ever trying the watermelon one. Yeah, though. we've had it. The watermelon one's good. Really? Yeah. Um, Maybe you guys drank it. The Jacko Blast is like a. It's like an allspice. Is what yeah, it tastes like to me. It's like it liquid does. allspice. It's yeah. not bad. It isn't. Yeah. I. It's I didn't warm. honestly. I didn't know. I don't remember, remember even it? trying that one. Yeah, I think he brought it over to one of the. I think it was like Halloween. Yeah, so I don't to one remember. Of the parties and... We because we had so many different. Well, there's a lot of it. I think we've had two of those though. Drinks. Maybe. But there's a lot of it left. Yeah. But anyway, it's the little cannon blast looking things with big balls. <laughs> big balls. <laughs> um, so that was our shot. But our drink of the week is a. Oh my gosh! I just relooked at what it's called. A maple, a maple cinnamon. Uh, cinnamon. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I cannot remember what it's called. I'm sorry. I can't get my act together. It is called a cinnamon maple whiskey sour. Cinnamon maple. Okay. Um, it's good. Yes. Yes. I love it. I think it's really good. It's like it kind of reminds me of. And it's kind of weird because it because of the sour piece, but it kind of reminds me of French toast. <laughs> and my favorite is French toast. I love French toast. There is a good French toast. Oh, that shot wing to it. Oh, I was gonna, there, there's a shot. Isn't there like a French toast yeah, shot? Yeah, there is. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's what I think. I think. Yeah. So like, this is good. It's uh, it's very easy to make. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you would you should have all the ingredients just sitting around your house. More more than likely, yeah. So it's does. two ounces of bourbon. You do three quarter ounce of maple syrup. We did the sugar free. So have regular maple syrup. Um, and I actually like using the sugar free in the drinks because it's not so syrupy. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's thinner. Yeah. And so you actually get more of the flavor in your drink when you shake that drink. With real syrup in it, mm-hmm. it sticks to the side of the shaker. Oh, it now, does. Now, I like adding huh? the real maple syrup to that one old-fashioned because Ooh, you pour yeah. it right into the old-fashioned yeah, and, and stir it, so that's good. Uh-huh. But anytime you're shaking syrup mm-hmm. or honey, yeah, like I kind of like to go with either an agave or the sugar-free stuff because it just, it dilutes better. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But so, yeah, so two this ounces of bourbon. One, oh, go ahead. This maple syrup is it's really good. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, like, it's very maple-y. Yeah, it doesn't taste like you're stevia uh-huh. sugar-free yeah maple syrup, syrup. Mm-hmm. um but yeah two ounces of the bourbon uh, three quarter ounce of the maple syrup an ounce of lemon juice and then just a, a teaspoon of cinnamon or is it a teaspoon what's or the a quarter one? teaspoon a quarter i think it's a quarter. quarter teaspoon yeah a quarter, not a teaspoon. Teaspoon. A quarter teaspoon yeah because it's, it's supposed would to be like be a, pinch, a pinch yeah of, a pinch of pinch of uh just powdered cinnamon or yeah cinnamon cinnamon and uh yeah it's good you just throw it all in there mix it together and because i thought initially with the recipe you would top it with cinnamon Mm -hmm. you know you actually dump that cinnamon into the yeah i know and i'm sure you could you could uh uh what's it called um garnish with a cinnamon stick Stick, if you want Mm -hmm. Uh, or even a lemon too i could see but 
uh yeah it's really good though you guys should definitely try it because it is the freaking lish you know i bet if you took that same recipe mm-hmm. but changed the bourbon out for the bacon bourbon Ooh. it would taste like breakfast oh, or breakfast drink it would it would it really would and instead yeah. of the well, you instead of the cinnamon do the brown sugar but mm-hmm. no yeah yeah i know i don't know but uh so this week we are going to be talking about how sexual compatibility is the most important thing in your marriage or mm-hmm. your relationship uh it's funny because like we thought that we had or i know that we had wanted to do an episode on this for a long 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 time and to the point where we even thought that we did do mm-hmm. a sexual compatibility episode uh sexual compatibility oh my gosh it's like it's a very important thing we believe it's a very important thing in your relationship mm-hmm. um but before we dive any deeper we have our dumbass post of the week did we get this from anybody no nobody sent it in Mm-mm. all right this one is say what you will about women but I think being able to turn one sentence into a six-hour argument takes talent. No. Yeah, don't be that girl. My gosh, yeah. Hmm. Why? <laughs> and y- you see so many women that are like this, mm-hmm. that that turn that one little tiny thing. But that's the thing. Is it, one, is it really one little tiny thing? Mm-hmm. into a six-hour argument There's or is it underlying stuff exactly yeah that is just built up and finally they explode yeah yeah so yeah i thought that was uh, a pretty good one pretty i guess good. it doesn't go with the topic for today but no that's okay that's right <laughs> yeah freaking bitches yeah <laughs> yeah fucking bitches this is uh the drink has the best aftertaste. It does. Of any drink. It really does. That's great. Yeah, I know. It's so good. So, yeah, like I said, we're going to be talking about uh, sexual compa- sexual compatibility. And, gosh, you know, really, it, this, we, like I said, we've been wanting to talk about it for a long time. However, there has been lots of things that have been coming up that we've been seeing lately on social media Mm -hmm. that kind of made us talk about it Mm -hmm. and kind of i don't know i think it'll be a different type of sexual compatibility episode because of those things that we have seen yeah on social media yeah there's it's it's weird there i'm kind of noticing this new these new talking points that uh, I guess we're kind of always there, but you're seeing more subset groups really promote them. Um, and one of them that, that, you know, obviously I completely disagree with, but one of them really is tied into um, basically trying to convince women that men are built and made to cheat. Mm-hmm. And that women are not. And, you know, we, we, we saw a recent clip of of this woman, you know, on this show basically saying that, well, if he's going to sleep around, I'm going to sleep around. And the interviewer goes, well, do you want to sleep around? And she said, no. But if he's going to go into, then I'm going to. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, you don't want to be a hoe, but you're going to act like a hoe. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. 
you don't even want to do it. You're just going to do that. And But men want to do yes, it. Yes, and then his justification of the argument was this is basically in the, a man's DNA to do this. And so what you're seeing is this kind of this subculture trying to convince women that men are just going to cheat. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw another one. another, And these are well-respected, you know, other podcasters or well, I don't know what their actual... I don't know what their actual education or job or, job or whatever, whatever it is, is they do. But yeah. They, you know, they're prominent mm-hmm. in, out there. And th- this one guy is basically telling women that, you know, men cheat. And women really don't want a guy who doesn't cheat because not cheating is boring. And women don't like boring relationships. And so mm-hmm. cheating creates enough drama that keeps the relationship not boring. That's weird to me. Like that, that statement there alone, like, because I think that... If that was the case, don't you think that women would cheat because to keep the relationship, quote unquote, not boring? I think they would cheat so they're not bored, but it doesn't really help the relationship right. from being boring. Right. Yeah. I guess that's true. But I that's part that's of the true. problem is is you're you're getting this. It really is this. No, no, no. You can't argue with this because this is just how it is. Uh huh. You know, men are gonna do this, and and. Like I said at the beginning, obviously, I disagree with that, and we disagree with that, Mm -hmm. that um, men should not cheat, Mm -mm. plain and simple. But we've we've also seen and and read these other things of really, uh, I I, I guess, from not, we haven't really seen anything from the men, what they get statistically, but I know that one of the new statistics floating around is women who have slept with um, five or more partners before they marry after, or I'm sorry, five I'm, or I'm less. women who have slept with less than five partners after 10 years of marriage have an 85% chance of being in a happy relationship. So basically the point of it is the less people she's had sex with before she marries her partner, the happier, the chance the way higher, happier chance she has, mm-hmm. uh, or the higher chance of being happy she has 10 years later down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas women who have slept with more than five, that's a minimal mm-hmm. number, say that they're happy. And and the basis for that is, when, and this is kind of really where the conversation we're headed started from, mm-hmm. is women compare their sexual partners to one another and typically don't marry the one who rock their world in the fucking sack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. if they've slept with 20 different men or 10 different men or 8 different men or 12 different men or that number above 5, chances are she had some really good sex somewhere along the way mm-hmm. that wasn't her partner, and that's been her comparative basis. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, well, well what about men? And, and then you kind of come full circle to really what happens in the sex. Mm-hmm. And women rate the quality of the sex on different conditions than men do. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I know. So, yeah. And, and we were we were really talking about that. Like, okay, because it doesn't really matter to a guy... Well, okay, for a woman, the 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 highest point of a sexual relationship with a, a man should be that she has an orgasm. Mm-hmm. He makes he makes her come. Mm-hmm. And there is so many women that have 
never even experienced that yeah, with anybody ever yeah and so that is that is the the best mm-hmm. sex that a woman could have with a man you need to clarify that, <laughs> like what like what with... they came from intercourse oh gosh yes yes with penetration yes full penetration the not, not not clitoral stimulation yeah not not clitoral stimulation not him eating you out or whatever mm-hmm. it's actual penetration penis in the vagina intercourse Hitting the g spot yes yes it, it's it's you know g spot from your dude's dick yeah made you orgasm yeah uh, yes absolutely that- that's that's the pinnacle mm-hmm. and so that for a woman that's what and if you're sitting here saying, well, no, I, I come from this or or I, I can get the off The only way this, I can come is this way or whatever. You haven't had the right kind of... You haven't had good sex. ...dick inside of you yeah. that hit your button correctly. Uh-huh. Um, and I know that there's the argument, well, everybody's built different. I think that every 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 keyhole is different than every key. You just haven't found the right key for your hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I you know. You need to find yeah. out exactly where your G-spot is and then you need to figure out what position what angle what type of man dick you need in there to hit that g-spot yes yes but even the the graphic piece of that aside that's what women typically compare to so if some woman had that sex she hooked up with some dude she dated somebody 10 years ago who hit that g-spot and she had orgasms whenever they had sex and she doesn't get that from other people, that's who she's going to say, well, the best sex of my life was with whoever this is. Uh-huh. Yeah. And if you're married to this girl, bad news, it ain't going to be fucking you. Yeah. It's going to be whoever, <laughs> whoever know, that Dick dude Bronson was. was eight years ago. Yeah. And that's who she, you are being compared to that person. Uh-huh. So the difference with this is when women talk about sex, and they talk about their sexual conquest, they talk about past partners, when you ask a woman, what was the best sex you had? And she says, well, it was with, you know, I had this guy, this boyfriend, this one night stand, whatever it is, and oh my gosh, he made me come so good. Men do not say that. No mm-hmm. man has ever been like, well, there's just one girl that, you know, I was able to come with. No, no, because guys can... Come no matter what. <laughs> yeah, with a freaking grapefruit. Yeah. So it's not, that's not their measure of how good the sex was uh-huh. is orgasming. That has nothing to do with how good the sex was. Mm-hmm. Whenever they go back and they replay it in their head, or they're telling their buddies or talking about how great the sex was, it they came no matter what. What what so what is a good example for from a guy a guy's perspective of of good sex then? I think it's kind of a combination of what they were allowed to do. How long they lasted themselves, mm-hmm. and probably the intensity of of the sex and 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 the orgasm mm-hmm. uh, combined. So I think there's which orgasm, his or hers? Oh, his. So it's. I mean, I guess it, I guess, but with both sexes, it's gonna be. It's very. It's very selfish. Oh yeah. And I mean, and and it should be. Well, yeah, you you rate how you rate how great the sex is based on how great you think it is. Uh huh. No matter of the result it was for you. No matter. How. And that's why you see a lot of men be like, "Oh, we have the great, the best sex ever." Well, uh-huh. he's like, "Well, yeah," because I get to come every time. And she's like, "Yeah." 
Yeah. Yeah. Once a year I might get to come. Yeah, if that. If that. Uh-huh. If ever. Uh-huh. Or I think I did once. If you're like, I think I did. You didn't. You didn't. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But but I think that, that that's that's where a lot of this starts is this is this comparative game. Now, I think to be fair to the the argument or the statement of, you know, if, if a woman has sex with all these multiple partners, um, she's going to play the comparative game. You know, the best way to resolve that is marry the person who gave you the best orgasm. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's not an option, you, you don't really want to say, well, you need to sleep around and find somebody that does. Mm-hmm. But I, I really don't know what else to say. I, I don't know. think you should settle for the, the nice guy that's not a coxman <laughs> and can't, you know, yeah. bring you to climax yeah. and can't, you know, fulfill you sexually. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the solution. No, I know. I mean, that sucks because like, because I know that there's people out there that that have they really only had one partner, maybe two, mm-hmm. you know, and they they really don't have much comparative basis to go by, mm-hmm. and so they're. I think initially it's okay. Mm-hmm. It will be okay for a little while or whatever, but eventually, I don't even know if they realize that they are. They're not sexually fulfilled. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that that's why you see the sex drive wane off. Mm-hmm. Because the guy's like, I don't see what the problem is. Our sex isn't that bad. It's really good. Because he's coming at it from, you know, to your point, that selfish perspective. I have an orgasm every time we have sex. Mm-hmm. But if she's not having an orgasm, how could that even be a priority? Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, I mean, if you were, if, if someone was like, here, let's go play basketball, and you were just throwing the ball but never making it in the hoop, how long would you want to keep doing that? Mm-hmm. Did you want to bounce it off the backboard all the time? It's not fun. No, you want to win. Yeah. You want to you want to be able to... And that ball is slide through that hoop, <laughs> swoosh in that net. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah. And so I think that, 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 and that's why I think why you see women get disinterested. And I think it's something that women aren't really, they don't talk about it enough because they don't want to hurt their partner's feelings yeah no woman no married woman or very few married women would actually say i quit wanting to have sex with him because it was going nowhere Mm -hmm. yeah he always got to come but if he wants to just come he can go jerk off Mm -hmm. i never got to be fulfilled because of that i know yeah and that's where that's where the woman ends up going and that's why you end up seeing so many relationships where it is like we only have sex once or twice a year mm-hmm. maybe on valentine's day and maybe on their anniversary yep and and she may be on her period for one of those oh gosh i know and then so but she is so disinterested in having sex period because mm-hmm. it's like well what's the point yeah there's it all right i get it like because I think that people like that probably think that the someone like myself is, you know, telling a lie or or over hyping my sexual experiences with you mm-hmm. because they've never experienced anything like it. Yeah, and they're like whatever like she's full of shit mm-hmm. <laughs> but and they'd be like there's no girl that 
that climaxes every time she has sex. Uh, yeah, there is. <laughs> but it's, and it's like, well, you have to, and not like, I'm trying to think like how, I know that it's, it's so important for it to be there, period. And I don't want to say like, you need to leave your partner to find somebody that is, is sexually fulfilling you. But at the same time, I'm like, you need to leave your partner <laughs> and find somebody. Because it's, not, you, you, it's the, I'm not saying to leave, but if you did, I'd understand. Yes, yes, exactly. And it's like, you just don't know, you don't know what you're missing out on until you've actually experienced it. And then once you experience it, you're like, fuck, this, yeah. this is good. This is so good. Well, and and I think that, I mean, I I have yet to know anybody personally in my circle that's confided in us, that's talked to you, that has ever said, you know, I was married to this guy, we got divorced, but the sex was great. Yeah, no. That's just something you really see in a movie. Now, you'll hear some girl talk about, you know, some asshole bad boy guy she dated back in the past where she does say that. Mm-hmm. Oh, the sex was great. But divorced women do not say that about their husbands. Mm-hmm. Those are ex-husbands. That's uh-huh. not something that they that they repeat. Uh-uh. Um, guys, on the other hand, are so clueless and sexually incompetent, they don't understand why their partner's not sexually satisfied. Mm-hmm. They, they don't understand, and they, they don't get it, and they think that stuff like this is a myth mm-hmm. and that... It's not real and that it doesn't exist just because they haven't experienced that. Um, but I mean, you know, when we were talking about this, you know, we obviously we're not going to say any details or names on here. But, you know, we were talking about several women who we've known and we've had in our circles or people that we've talked to who have referred to the Beck sex of their life was not who they're currently married to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That it was some boyfriend ago, mm-hmm. some other guy, somebody they went to college with, someone they went to high school with. And that's the other thing that just cracks me up is if you are going to sit there and say that the best sex you ever had in your life was was with some fucking kid from high school, that really says all I need to know about your husband at this point. (laughs) I know. I know. Well, but I I wonder about those, about that type of experience because is it, it, was it really that good? Or... Are you just romanticizing? Yeah, how good I think it was? that's a good point too. And I think that it's probably they are romanticizing that mm-hmm. because there's no way that someone from I don't know. I mean, I think that people can probably get better. Well, I, I, yeah, I think sex is like anything. I think that I think that it, it's something that you can get better at. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I, I I don't think that there's you know, the, 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 I, I, as much as someone wants to enjoy sex or thinks it's great, I don't think there's a girl out there that the first time she, when she loses her virginity, she's a, a sexual rock star. And that awkward boy she's losing it to is not a rock star. Mm-hmm. You, I think you have to develop some sexual maturity. Mm-hmm. You have to develop some sexual prowess. You have to, you know, get more in tune with your own body, learn how to get more in tune with your other with your partner's body. But what I think a lot of women refer to when they talk about this 
this high school sex is a combination of the over-romanticizing and they remember how probably special they felt in that relationship and that feeling doesn't exist in their current one. Mm -hmm. That's true. And so I think that a lot of it is, or some of it, you can't disconnect the, or I'm sorry, you can't discount the emotional connection. Mm -hmm. And that's where, when, when guy or girl tells me how great a one night stand was, you know, I, I kind of dismiss that because mm -hmm. I'm not saying it wasn't better than the sex you've been having with your boring ass, you know, limp dick dude that you're with. And so, yes, it was exciting. You were doing something you weren't supposed to do. You had this one night stand and, and all this, but I still, it was probably better than what you're having or currently having or may have been exposed to, but it's not as good as it could be when your compatibility completely aligns mm -hmm. when you're speaking the same sexual chemistry language to one another, when you're, you're, you know, at that, that absolute comfortable comfortability place with your partner where, you know, whether you want to say nothing's off limits or, you know, you're, you're just communicating through the whole thing. You, you know, everybody's having a good time that's involved and it's just, everything's in sync. Mm-hmm. And I think that those things have to be in place. And I will say that none of those sexual experiences with your partner is going to start from a place of, hey, we haven't had sex in a while. Do you want to do it tonight? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. No, that's weak. That is so weak. Shit's weak. And you need to stop doing that if that's what you're doing, dudes. I don't know. I don't I don't see a woman doing that. Well. But that's where I think that's where the the conundrum comes, or doesn't come, I guess. But that's where <laughs> I, I'm gonna say, well, you're not sexually compatible. Mm -hmm. I know, I know. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's so crazy. The the um, I and <laughs> I think that I didn't know how much. I didn't know how much sexual compatibility was an important thing in a relationship until I got with Seth. And I think that from the moment that we had sex the first time, it was I, literally like a firework the best fireworks that you could ever see <laughs> in your life. That's that's literally how it was. Mm -hmm. And it was it, it was so natural. It was like everything was perfect. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like it wasn't uncomfortable. We communicated perfectly mm -hmm. and we both came <laughs> And it was just everything that you could want in a sexual experience. And it was almost like, okay, like, is this, is this just because it was, you know, the first time and there's just so much like, uh, sexual tension and, mm -hmm. and everything that had happened were, were you thinking, was I romanticizing this? Yeah, exactly. Was it really as good as I thought? Because I, I was on the, the flip side of it, of 
I hadn't had sex in years. Uh-huh. And I was so worried that because of that, I wasn't even going to be able to last, mm-hmm. you know, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just like, well, this is going to be over and done with very quickly. Mm-hmm. That's why I wanted to do the shots of tequila. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which paid off in dividends. Oh, yeah. We still have the, we yeah, still the, have the bottle the up wall. there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that was my big concern. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even like, oh, I hope I'm good. I'm just like, I hope it's not over really quick because mm-hmm. it's been so long. Mm-hmm. And and I knew that there was sexual tension there because our, our conversations had kind of gotten there, our, our first date and our flirtatious behavior and all that. And um, so that, that was my concern. And so I, I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, this was this this great because I just hadn't had sex if you hadn't had steak in two years and someone said oh here's a here's a sirloin you'd mm-hmm. be like oh my gosh that's great but if someone put down you know like a, a good old juicy ribeye that would be even better so i was like well was it a sirloin or was it ribeye <laughs> is my is my barometer off for good sex off because uh-huh. i haven't had it in so long i don't even know what good sex is anymore is is any sex good sex and so all that's go through my head like after the first time and that's why we had to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> that same night. <laughs> Just to see. Yeah. Yeah. And lo and behold, we were right. Yeah. We were right. We both came again. It was good. <laughs> yeah. But I think that that's where, you know, and, and that's, that's, I don't, I don't know how unique of a situation that is. I don't know. Was it really just a combination of, we were comfortable because we already known each other for so long. Mm-hmm. We were you know, comfortable because we were already close. We were already, yeah, we were already close in some kind of way <clears throat> that was non-sexual. And so getting close sexually seemed very natural. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's where. How does that seem natural to people, though? You know, how could it seem natural? That that would be my biggest advice for these idiot people out there who have best friends of the opposite sex. hmm you may be missing out on some fantastic sex with I know. Other. I know. You're right. Because even at that point in time, and I don't know if we've ever actually said this on here, at that point in time, if someone would have came to you, if we, were, if we weren't dating or anything, if someone came to you and said, who's, 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 your, who's one of your best, your closest friends right now? I, I would have still said you. Mm-hmm. Well, there's this girl I work with that I, I talk to about everything. Mm-hmm. It would have been her. Yeah. And that would have been you. And so I, I think that, whether you want to admit it or not. And this is why we, we denounce why guys and girls can't be friends. You know, or I guess promote why girls and girls can't or guys and girls can't be friends. Uh-huh. You know, because we believe they cannot. We have a whole episode on that, which we need to revisit by the way. I know. But that's why mm-hmm. is because there is this underlying sexual energy, sexual tension, and it's an inactive volcano. Mm-hmm. And only one of you knows that it's an active volcano. The other one just thinks it's a mound of dirt mm-hmm. yeah yeah i know but mm-hmm. i think that the groundwork that we laid with one another just organically from conversation and friendship and and commonalities and all the other things that made us compatible that as well just seemed to line up perfectly for some reason it did it really did and but the thing is is that like you know, people don't know that. People don't know that when when they're getting into a relationship and stuff. And it's like, 
people also think that they have good sexual chemistry with somebody mm-hmm. and then it dies down or the flame lights out and it yeah. doesn't keep going. And so, and I don't know why those things happen, honestly, like, cause that hasn't happened with us. Mm-hmm. We kept it going. Yeah. We kept that flame lit. And, and maybe that's, maybe that's what it is, is that they don't continue to, to put effort into their sexual relationship anymore because they're like, oh, they yeah, just get complacent with that's it. That's all right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think that's part of it, but I also think it's not as good as they think it is. That's true too. Yeah. I know. I, I, I absolutely firmly believe guys or girls will not leave someone for sex if the sex is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck would you? Why would you cheat? It, 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 and that's, that's a very hurtful thing to say. Mm-hmm. But if someone is having good sex with their partner, and, and and I know that someone would say, well, you mean regular good sex. No, because I think if you're actually having good sex, really good sex to begin with, it's going to be regular. There's no couple out there that she never wants to have sex, but once or twice every quarter, and they do it. And, and it's really and good. And she's like, oh my gosh, that is so good. Why aren't we doing that more? I'm going to fast sex for another three months. Yeah. That's it's not good. as good as you <laughs> no. are thinking it is. Uh-uh. Because if it was really good, you couldn't go that long without it. Well, and it's like, if it was really that good, you would want to be having it all the time. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. You couldn't go that long without it. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. it was that good, you couldn't go that long without mm-hmm. it. Um, so that's why I'm calling bull- your, your bullshit. You, mm-hmm. you aren't having good sex. And when you do have sex, it's not as good as you think it is. Mm-hmm. You just think it's good sex because you're a dude who isn't getting sex very often. So when you do get it, yeah, yeah, exactly. it, it goes back to the steak thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, if you hadn't had steak in months and somebody said oh here's here's flank steak you'd be like oh man steak is good i don't care what kind of steak <laughs> oh, well, you're eating chewy gristly oh, gross gosh. flank steak yeah. and yeah. you're like oh yeah i had so much steak last night it was so good <laughs> no i soaked it in a1 oh gosh yeah you don't need to soak soak That's it another in good thing yeah. that, that soaking it in a1 is a comparison to <laughs> to lubing up or something right oh my god that's funny (laughs) but but i think that's that's where it is people's indication for what's good is is skewed Mm -hmm. yeah it's not their fault they're not blaming them they don't know any better Mm -hmm. um but it's it really is this they are convincing themselves out of sheer ignorance and and being deprived of something that it's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, and that's where you were like, "Well, was it just because of because I was deprived for so long? Mm-hmm. The yeah, was it really that good?" And no, it really was. But yeah, I don't know. There's like so many people. You just think that I don't know. I think that maybe it is that they they don't have it enough and then when they do have it they're like oh gosh that was so good um but another thing like that we were talking about was oh and i know you brought up like i think you brought up like the bad boy yeah i didn't really dive into it though like Um, when you and i talked yeah a little bit ago but the bad boy 
because a lot of women, a lot of women. This is going to hurt some guy's feelings right here. Yeah. Sorry. Not sorry. (laughs) But a lot of women are like, say, oh, uh, like you said, we have, um, we fight a lot or whatever, but we have awesome sex Mm -hmm. or, and, and, oh man, I I remember this this one dude. Yeah. And he was like, everything, he was just, you know, this bad boy and he did all the wrong things, but man, would he give it to me? And, 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 but that's not really what the men hear the woman say. mm -hmm. If a guy, a, who's married to a girl now for 10 years, if she makes a statement, oh, I went through a phase where I was into the bad boy. Mm-hmm. That's not as innocent as it sounds. <laughs> Most guys, for some reason in their stupid brain, equate that to, oh, she was into criminals. Most women, women with half a fucking brain, are not actually looking for someone who's, you know, getting committing grand theft auto, mm-hmm. who's actually breaking into people's houses. Most women are not attracted to that. When a woman talks about, I was attracted to bad boys... She means the guys that don't know any better that but fucked her like a champ. Mm-hmm. That's what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. Where everything else about their character was wrong, but they knew how to lay it down. Mm-hmm. And that's usually who their best sexual experience was with. Yes. And now they're with pasty ass homeboy now who doesn't do that. But hmm, he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> But he doesn't know how to lay the pipe. Yeah. And she's trying to convince herself, well, at least I'm not with the bad boy anymore. Yeah. And, and this is what's best for me because I've matured. And, and that's why it's like, no, you settled. Yeah. You settled. There is the best of both worlds out oh, there. Oh, gosh, You just yes. didn't find it. Yeah, I know. I know. What did you used to say? Like, You need a reformed bad boy. A reformed, yeah, bad boy. That's and what you need. You need, to, you need a guy that's going to open up to you about how shitty he was in his past but he has like for all intents and purposes completely turned his life around and that's not who he is anymore Mm -hmm. but there's some pretty good positive characteristics that come with that that i think promote you know whether it's healthier sex or drive or passion or things like that 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 type of individual can bring to the table if they get their shit together. Yeah, if they mm-hmm. get their shit together. Yeah. And you don't look for someone who's currently being reformed. And I don't mean an ex-con. No, gosh, no. And I don't mean someone who's just trying to turn their life around. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you go on a date with someone and they're like, well, you're like, hey, tell me about yourself. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, you know, I was homeschooled for most of my life. I was an Eagle Scout. I, you know, I sang in the church choir every Sunday. I did, you know, all this stuff. Yeah, that, that's, that's, hmm, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah, he ain't going to dick you down good. Yeah, he's going to finish last, and he is not going to know how to sling that dick. (laughs) Yeah, no. At all. No, no. But if you talk to the kid who's like, yeah, you know, I grew up, you know, whatever, I faced these challenges. I did this with my, my youth. You know, I was on the brink of making some really bad decisions. Maybe I did make some bad decisions, but, you know, over the last five years, I've, you know, I've went to college. I've now got this job. I'm secure. I'm, you know, what? I'm not talking about looking for someone who's sober, who used to have an addiction problem. Yeah. But they have these characteristics of they got in trouble. They push the envelope. They question authority. They, you know, because they're going to still carry some level of, of machismo around with them mm-hmm. that, you know, makes them kind of 
in a primal sense, attractive. Mm-hmm. I know because like how you said that that one that one guy says the women get bored mm-hmm. and getting bored with they don't get bored with the bad boy yeah and if you're a reformed bad boy you're you have enough uh mystery behind you mm-hmm. i don't know that is like the there's something there where it's like well and, and you're you're now slinging exclusive dick to one girl yes oh, that's gosh, the key yeah. yes no, yeah, you don't want oh, you some dude. Sorry. <laughs> You're like, yes. <laughs> you don't want some dude that is going to be cheating on you. Yeah. And saying, well, baby, I am who I am. I'm just a man. Uh, no. Like, fuck off, dude. I'm going to get me mm-hmm. some from someone else. Yeah. And it's going to be good. But I think that that's where women kind of screw up. I think that they, they, at some point in time, were, you know, dated close with hooked up whatever saw this bad boy and then they took this pendulum and swung it completely to the wrong side mm-hmm. and instead of just going a little bit right of center mm-hmm. they went the complete opposite way yeah <clears throat> and now they're like well on paper why why you know this is this is so much better he treats me good uh, you know we have you know he has a lot of whatever he's he's really nice he's he's very emotionally attentive he's very sensitive he's very compassionate yeah, we don't have the great sex, but all that other stuff is worth it. And what happens over time is women start to realize, you know what? Being a nice guy and all that is is okay for a while, but it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. No. I need some I need some passion, I need some mystery, I need some excitement. I need and once again, we're not talking cheating, Mm-mm. but that guy is boring. Yeah. That guy is very very boring. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I know. I think that that is, I think that's a very important thing to touch on is making sure that you find someone that you're not going to get bored with. Yeah. Because like, like you said, the, the nice guy can be okay for a while, for a little bit. Especially if you've had someone that wasn't nice. Mm-hmm. But after a while, that gets old. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know, even like, I, I told you guys about the one dude that i dated that i couldn't stand it's like dude he did everything right yeah he did everything right but it's like no i i i just don't like you you're annoying you he was a pussy yeah you are just not who i want to be with Mm -hmm. and he was a a quote-unquote nice guy and it's and not that you're not that you're a bad boy or whatever but there is just so much I'm not a nice guy either though <laughs> maybe that maybe that's what it is <laughs> maybe it's like maybe i know cuz i don't think you're a bad boy but you're not you're not a you're not a nice guy and i think that makes me that makes me happy because I know that like I don't try to please anybody but you. Yeah, you're not you don't like try to flirt around with girls mm-hmm. or you know or anything like that and Th- that's it. No girl would ever meet me and be like he seems really nice. Yeah. No. And and I'm glad. 
Thank God. I'm so glad for that. That's where it's screwed up, though, because at first glance, a lot of guys would think that that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you want girls to think you're nice, and you really don't. And I don't do it like on purpose, so other girls think I'm not nice. But I thought that you were nice. Well, it's because I wanted you to think I was nice. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, I, I was nice you. to you. I mean, I'm not like... You're not a I'm super not mean, mean but... person or bad, but like you have enough, enough badness <laughs> about you mm-hmm. that keeps it spicy. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I mean, but I think that that's where when we say, you know, you shouldn't settle in a relationship, we mean sexually. Oh, gosh. I yes. actually, I think I mean sexually more than anything uh-huh. whenever I say it. Yeah. Don't settle in your relationship. That, that's why I tell, you know, we've talked about it before. I, I tell guys, if you're attracted to, you know, whatever kind of porn you're into, that's the kind of girl you should marry. Mm-hmm. Whatever that look is, whatever that, that, you know, hip size is, whatever that bust size is, whatever those facial features, that hair color, that hair length, that waist size, whatever it is, those feet, those hands, whatever it is you are attracted to. Yeah, dude, but you better be bringing some shit to the table, too, if you're going to... Right. If you're thinking that you're going to get with some porn star girl, because you better bring something good to the table. I'm not saying to find a porn star. I know, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. saying if, if I'm you're, just saying. That's like, like we've talked about. Why, are you, why did you marry, you know, old bored-ass Ginger Jones over here? When you're downloading, you know, eight gig of Asian porn. Yeah, right, right. Uh-huh. Find a girl that's Asian. Yeah. If that's what you're into. Uh-huh. But but I think that that's where, I, you know, I think that, you know, I think people just settle sexually. Mm-hmm. Um, they do. And and I think that, you know, we, we, we've discussed that the, your sexual, usually when we've talked about sexual compatibility, <clears throat> it's been under the premise of the quantity of sex that both of you would want you don't Mm -hmm. want you know some guy that's going to want sex every other day and a a wife who's going to want it once a week Mm -hmm. neither one of you going to be happy with that so that's usually what we've meant Mm -hmm. um in this one we're we're very specific to you know really the the ability to climax and orgasm and hit your peak sexual performance with your partner Mm -hmm. um Based on the fact of, of what we've talked about with these these other women who have had better sexual experiences with men that weren't their husband before they met their husband. Mm-hmm. Well, and not only that, but like I've known women that have left their husband that are now in a way awesome relationship because they are having great sex with their new partner, and that and it's not just new, like mm-hmm. you know, it's. It's, They've been with him for a while. It's yeah, not just, they're still in the honeymoon exciting phase of mm-hmm. I, I'm getting I'm getting new dick. Mm-hmm. It's established exactly. at this point, uh-huh. um, and that that's one of the things that that you you tend to see is you you'll get you know little Miss Prude who doesn't ever have a sexual appetite, doesn't want sex, and then she divorces her husband and gets with someone, and she's putting out all the time, and you know before you know it, now she's got three or four kids, and mm-hmm. you're like, what the hell happened there? And it's like, well, she was with the wrong person. Mm-hmm. And it's hurtful for that guy, but you can't spin your wheels wondering what happened with her. You need to go find whatever keyhole you need to stick your key in. It's going <laughs> to fit. That's what you should be focused on. Mm-hmm. Um, b- but I think that, that that's where it, it's, I don't want to say those stories make me happy. 
but it is they make me happy it is one of those things where it's like you know you look at these guys they're like you know i stayed in this relationship with this woman for how long we we were having no sex whatsoever, and now and all now of a sudden, she's put, now she's yeah, into sex, and uh-huh. it's like, sorry, dude, you weren't she, the right one. She wasn't into your dick. Your that's all dick it is. wasn't made for her. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> but that's just how it is. Yeah, and yeah, it's unfortunate for you, but like you said, find that find that keyhole. <laughs> yeah, for your key. You and if if you quit dwelling on that, you will find someone, that you're, and you're like. Wow, this is way better. Mm-hmm. This is way better than that, you know, single sex session every year that we were having, and, yeah. and me begging for it and clamoring for it, and and walking Dead on eggshells and trying to yeah. do everything for it, and then she wasn't interested in it, and and, and all this stuff. Because you, you don't know what good sex is either. Mm-hmm. You just think any sex is good sex because you don't, you weren't getting it enough. Mm-hmm. And that's where you have you have to understand and and be exposed to the right type of sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she yeah. found it. You yeah. can too. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. They just didn't find it in each other. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's where... I, the, I do believe the warning signs are there when you're dating. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, the woman has to be the one to recognize it. Yeah. Because like I said, the man is just going to be like, oh yeah, that was great, huh? We had great sex. Well, and, the, and most of the time the woman won't... She won't say anything until right. until it's too late. Yeah. And they'll, and then, uh, you know, it'll be, they're married for 10 years and then she finally realizes it. Do you know over 10 years I've orgasmed three times? Yeah. I can't count on one hand how many times I've orgasmed. Then you're an idiot for being married to someone who couldn't make you orgasm for a decade. You're the dumbass. That's ridiculous. It's not his fault. No. That's your, that's all on you. Yeah. Should have fixed it. You know, get out of there. You could have said no when he asked you to marry you. (laughs) Or marry him. And and that's the thing. You don't see somebody who who they, they date and they hook up and they live together and they ha- they're having sex where she's coming and coming and coming and then they get married and all of a sudden it stops. Mm-hmm. It wasn't there to begin with. You were just too nice to say something about it. Yeah. And you thought, well, maybe over time it'll get better. Maybe as we maybe as we as we practice with each other, it'll get better. And it doesn't. No. I think I think it's it's either there or it's not. Now I, I will give it's. I think it's it has to be there, mm-hmm. and then it can even get better from there. Yes, I was gonna say I would. I'll give guys kind of a that first pass when they hook up because mm-hmm. they may even based on like my own fears when you and I first got together. I that would have been just horrific if we had had sex the first time and. I was done and over with. And I was like, wait, hold on. I can do it better than that. I promise. <laughs> you know, give me another chance. And I think so, most women would give Yeah, the I think guy most women would at least give chance. the guy a second chance. Uh-huh. Um, and I think they should. Mm-hmm. But after that, that's, that's your indicator. Yeah, I know. But I don't even think most women leave after that. I think they'd like, well, I'm going to stick this out for another three or four painful years. Oh, my gosh. Of not having, I mean, yeah. I guess sex is overrated anyway. It's not. I mean, it's not overrated at all. Yeah. You need to find someone that you are, that they are blowing your mind sex. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, it's such a good experience to have with somebody. And the best intimacy that is out there. I mean, that we, we attribute good a good, healthy sex life, 
really squashes so many other would be or could be issues or problems in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, On both for both people, yes, not there, just a man. There are not marriages out there that are having true, great quality, great quantity sex that have other problems. Mm-hmm. They don't exist. Mm-mm. They just don't exist. And this is the number one complaint from men mm-hmm. is that they aren't having enough sex. And I believe that if women could figure out how to actually break it to their man, mm-hmm. you would see that I think a lot of the problems that women bring to the table tend to stem from lack of sexual compatibility as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And they just don't know it. It's it's a, It comes from an absolute ignorant place because they just haven't had it. I mean, and that that's the thing, like you... you you know, I know, I know I'm, I'm really big on analogies, but you, you think about, your, you know, your favorite food. Your, you know, if, if your favorite food is chocolate cake and you've never had chocolate cake and you're like, eh, angel food's good. Mm-hmm. I love angel food. It's, it's not bad. It's really good. You don't have angel food, you know, you know on a special occasions. Mm-hmm. And someone's like, no, 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 there's a cake that's better. And mm-hmm. you're just not, you're like, no, I've, what are you talking about? What's chocolate? What, what's and then you taste it, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Not only is it better, fuck angel food cake. Uh-huh. This is it. <laughs> yeah, you know. That's how it is when it comes to sex. You just have not been exposed to what could be your favorite food. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's and that's good. why I think you hear women say, well, it's not all about the sex. Well, because... Because you ain't having good sex. Why would it be all about that kind of sex you're having? Nobody would want it to be all about that. Yeah. You know that they're not having good sex Mm. if they say that. Mm -hmm. That statement right there says everything. (laughs) When I I talk to guys or I hear guys say, I just, I wish we had, we had a better sex life. I I mean, I mean, there's, there's, there's typical therapeutic things that people can try, you know, unless there's a true like clinical diagnosed condition. Um, I, I, I just think that it's, it's mainly going to fall on the fact that you haven't exposed her to good sex. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that the potential is not there. Maybe take a little more control. Mm-hmm. Maybe don't come at it from a mm-hmm. sense of begging. Come at it from a sense of confidence. Yeah, I know. That, you know? I think that's a very helpful tip and i think that that's that's one of the things that that women unfortunately in most marriages the i don't know if i'd say unfortunately or not but the reality of that situation is the man's confidence in pleasing you sexually relies on you as the woman Mm -hmm. to keep his confidence high Mm -hmm. to you know let him know how great it is. I'm not saying lie at all, Mm-mm. but I, I think that you know, staying engaged and and and, and helping with his confidence on that is what's going to lead him to be able to bring his best game to the table. Yeah, I agree. I think that. Um, I also think that women can can take control too. Mm-hmm. and take control and maybe do something that you've never done before sexually and and do 
figure out what exactly does get you off the most with your partner Mm -hmm. like you know like you said in the beginning i think you know even if it's a if it is a different position or or whatever figure out which one you like the best and make your man do that to you yeah and there's nothing wrong with that yeah because he's gonna like it anyway i mean I mean, that's, that, that's, there, there's so many sex positions and positions out there, and you find out more times than not that most couples just do one. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still a lot of women that are like, they, they don't want to do doggy style. Mm-hmm. They, you know, don't want to do reverse cowgirl. They don't, you know, they've never tried, you know, whether it's, you know, you know front to front spooning or back to front spooning or, or crisscross applesauce, whatever, you know, whatever. You know, no pile drivers, no wheelbarrows, you know, <laughs> no all these other sexual maneuvers that are out there. And one of those could give you the biggest, the best orgasm mind. ever. I mean, there's a reason that there's men that accidentally hang themselves, cutting off the circulation of their own brain while they're jerking off. Yeah. Because that orgasm is so intense for them that it's worth risking their life for. Oh my gosh. So. If you're not having life risking oh sex, my gosh, you, no, you no. haven't pushed it there yet. No, I don't know about all that. So. <laughs> but I, but the point of that is, is there's there's all kinds of stuff you can try. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yes. And just just pray to God for your partner's sake. You're not one of those girls that can only come in missionary because it's the most boring sex position ever. I know. Yeah. But I think some of it, it you have to understand your your husband's dick as well yeah how's it shaped how's it curved how's it pointed where does it go when it's inside of you which direction does it face that's going to hit your g-spot and get in that position yes yes do that jeez (laughs) sorry sorry but seriously though like that is the way to do it Mm -hmm. figure it out yeah figure out what like i said what gets you off and what is going to be the best position for you and like i said your dude is gonna be you're gonna be really happy yeah finally because you're finally able to have good orgasms consistently (laughs) and your dude's gonna be happy because you're gonna be happy because you're you guys are having sex and you're having you're getting off good and he's getting off good too because he's actually having sex with you. Yeah. Because you you are actually wanting to have sex. Get to the point where you want to have it. Yeah, and I think that men have should change. You know, we talked earlier when we started this about you asked, you know, what what constitutes good sex for men. Mm-hmm. And you know, I gave what most men when they're like, "Oh, yeah, I got laid last night. It was so good." Well, why was it good? Well, because I came because we did this position and that's my favorite and you know whatever number three was Mm -hmm. she seemed into it Mm -hmm. if you are one of those guys that's asking your partner did you come you're not giving it to him good Mm -mm. that should not be a question Mm -mm. that is even needed to ask you should know that yeah you should know by how things transpired Mm -hmm. that she did Mm -hmm. or did not yeah you should not have to ask. No. Ever. Uh-uh. And so I think that that's, that may be dropping kind of a boom on some guys who are like, well, I ask. And, you know, and if your girl's like, yeah, she didn't. If she's like, I think so, 
She didn't. <laughs> yeah, because you would know. Yeah. You'll know for sure. If she's like, oh, you couldn't tell? She didn't. You will know. Like, the dude will know. Yeah. Too, if she does. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not It's not something that you, that you can just pass up on. I mean. And right when she's about to, just stop doing everything. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> just pull out and walk off. Oh, and show her who's in control. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Like, Rude. No, no, no. no. Um, but I think that that's where, once again, that that's it, most women they they don't want to be like, no, I didn't come. Mm-hmm. But that's you're 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 having your partner up on an illusion, mm-hmm. and your partner's never you you. For women out there, if you went to your partner and said, you know what, no, I don't, I I didn't, but, you know, I I've got this book, and here's these. Can we try these new positions in the history? Of bringing up sexual positions to a man, no man will ever go, yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I know. If you say, hey, I want to try these new positions, he's going to be all in. Oh, for sure. So it's time for you to get selfish sexually and figure out which positions get you off. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm all for that. If you're really special, maybe you can get off with anal sex and come that way too. That's true too. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. That's how you really know that you're sexually compatible. <laughs> yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. Some food for thought. Yes. I know. I think that, you know, this this episode needed to be done. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think that we waited so long to to do it. Yeah. I think because we kind of hit on it here and there. and I know. We've we've mentioned yeah. sexual compatibility, but never really dived this deep mm-hmm. into it. <laughs> Runs deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have anything else to add. Yeah, though. I don't either. Cool, awesome. Well, I I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, thank you all as always for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Twitter on Marriage, and on Rumble, Marriage on the Rocks. And listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks.